Hi, welcome to Family Doc Keto Talk. I'm Dr. Kelly Herbert. And I'm Dr. Erica Noonan. Hey guys, we're doctors, but we're not your doctors. This podcast is our opinions and not meant to provide medical advice. Consult your own doctor. There's a full disclaimer at the end of the podcast and online at our website, www.familydocketotalk.com. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three. We actually made it through three episodes. Woo. How was your woo-hoo. How was your <laughs> week, Erica? It was pretty darn good. We had something super exciting happen. Can I share, Kelly? Definitely. <laughs> oh, I think it's super exciting. We got an email. <laughs> we got an email from Jimmy Moore, which That's pretty right. much <laughs> almost makes us famous. Because if you know anything about the keto world, you know that Jimmy Moore is keto famous the most keto famous maybe i don't know yeah a lot of people if they either read a lot of keto stuff or listen to keto stuff you've at least heard his name uh so he's uh pretty popular in the keto world so erica had to call and tell me i i didn't see the email and and so she was very excited and so was i once i heard the news so it was great right so he has a great podcast um and he has two podcasts live in la vida low carb is the one i listen to so go listen to that it's fun he has tons of awesome guests on and then he wrote yeah he wrote the book keto clarity which is a great like guide to keto especially if you're just getting into it so anyway that was and that, yeah, it was great. And we actually, if you can't remember those names, we do have the link on our website, I think, for his he has a couple yeah. books, both books and his uh, podcast, since we both yeah. like them. So yeah. it was great. Yeah. Well, what so. else was going on this week with you? I don't know. That was pretty much the highlight of my week. <laughs> so I don't know. How about you? <laughs> actually, my week was pretty good. I was on vacation for part of the week. I got to go home to Oregon and so that's always a, a fun trip for me. And uh, so that also meant that I uh, did terrible trying to eat keto because I went to a lot of my favorite restaurants and had a lot of non-keto food, but I was on vacation. So I usually don't be too strict on vacation. So it's okay. Now I'm back tomorrow. I get to start all over. Awesome. Yeah. The last time we went on vacation and I thought I was going to go off keto, I did. I went off keto. And... um I went back on keto for two days. So I'd been back on for two days when I stepped on a scale and I was nine pounds up. (laughs) That's yeah. It's crazy how much you can gain in such a short period of time. Like just insane, you know, just by eating. But it was like mostly water because it was gone so fast. And I was just thinking like how like uncomfortable that is to carry around that much extra fluid. That's a lot of fluid. Like that's a lot, you know? Yeah. So, well, how did your challenge go? We had a challenge last week of the no snacking. How did that go? We did. So it's really not that hard for me, especially when I'm working to not snack because I'm just kind of like go, go, go when I'm seeing patients. But my, my two downfalls are when I come home from work, I just like want to have a handful of nuts before I fix dinner. So I do. And I did. And I (laughs) <laughs> so I failed and then <laughs> I don't like to have my dessert with dinner I like to have it later so I didn't have that many desserts but like I made your brownies last night and I had those like two hours after dinner so yeah I mean in yeah. general I did pretty good but it is it does make you much more aware of 
you know, how often you're just grabbing food just to grab food when you're like thinking you're actively trying not to. Yeah, definitely. I, I, um, I did terrible. I'm not going to lie. I, I snacked a lot. <laughs> uh, I think there was maybe one day that I really didn't snack, uh, on vacation. I didn't snack too much, but I was also eating a lot of big meals more than I usually eat. Uh, so that was probably part of the reason why, but, um, even at work, I just get, Oh, in between patients, I'm going to grab a little snack. So I did terrible. So I'm going to keep working on that. Uh, cause I definitely need to improve on that. Right. So we got an email from Rebecca who told us she was joining us on the snacking challenge and we never heard how it went. So Rebecca, let us know. Yeah. If you did okay. better than us. <laughs> I'm sure you probably did better than me at least because I did terrible. (laughs) (laughs) This week's Keto Factoid. So I found this awesome article in the journal Nutrition and Metabolism that just came out in February of this year. And they looked at the resting metabolic rate of patients that were under a very low calorie ketogenic diet. And now most of us just do a typical ketogenic diet. Some of us count calories, some of us don't, but not typically the very low calorie diet. So maybe a little bit different than the general population. They looked at about 20 patients who lost roughly 20.2 kilograms. What's that? 44 pounds, something like that. Somewhere Somewhere around around there. there. Okay. Um, in a four month period using a very low calorie ketogenic diet and they followed blood samples and body composition and they reviewed their DEXA scans like the DEXA scan I did and their resting metabolic rate. And they found that with this large weight loss, um, that there was not a significant statistical change in their basal metabolic rate. So that's kind of a big deal. And they adjusted for a lot of things and still found that there was no change in the resting metabolic rate. And in their conclusion, they stated that they thought that the, the possible reason that the resting metabolic rate did not change was due to the preservation of lean body mass. So what does this mean to you guys? This is, this is a pretty big deal. I don't know if any of you remember, I was talking to Kelly about this earlier, that few years ago, they came out with a study of patients who had lost a lot of weight on The Biggest Loser. Do you remember that, Kelly? Yeah, I do. So they, they took these people and they looked at them years later and found that their rest, first of all, a lot of them had gained back, you know, a lot of the weight they had lost, but also their resting metabolic rate had decreased, which means when you're sitting doing nothing, you're burning less calories. So Um, That's always a fear with dieting is that you're going to ruin your metabolic rate. And this study, it's really small. It's only 20 patients is showing that these patients using a ketogenic diet did not have a decrease in their resting metabolic rate. So pretty cool stuff. We look forward to more research along these lines. So hi, everyone. Today we have Zach Ritchie with us from Texas. Zach has been doing the keto diet since about February 2016, and he has had some amazing weight loss results. And he started the keto diet in a unique way, and we'll talk about that during our interview. 
So Zach, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you started the Kyoto diet? I heard that you started with a fast, which sounds intense. <laughs> yeah, well, I'd been thinking about doing it for a while and I'd already kind of lost probably about 50 or 60 pounds, just kind of, I don't know, just eating healthier in general, cutting out a lot of stuff, kind of working my way towards keto. I'd been hearing about it and everything and I don't know, I was just trying to talk myself into it. And I thought I had about a month before my son was going to be born, but he decided to come a little early and I just, we got real busy at the hospital and um, didn't want to eat any of that. I'd been having pretty good results and I'd really wanted to start before the baby got here and I didn't want any excuses or anything like that as a reason. So I just, I got started right then. I, um, started doing 20 we ended up being there for two or three days and so i just did basically the one meal a day i tried to eat healthy i had somebody they'd bring me a steak or i think i eat a burger patty or may do the best i could whatever i could manage there but uh yeah i got it kicked off and uh pretty much hadn't looked back since i feel great i love it so far so far so good Nice. Other than weight loss, did you start the keto diet for any other reason or was it mostly just to try to lose more weight? Well, I'd actually, I'd pretty much gotten around where I wanted to be and not like body fat wise, but around weight wise, I figured I would probably end up around 180 to 200. That's kind of where I've always, or kind of assumed that's about my basic body size. I've always been bigger. So, um, I don't know. I just, I really thought for overall health, I kind of was trying to figure out a way to keep eating healthy i kind of i'd lost the weight i was like okay well i need to do something more sustainable and i'd been hearing about it i loved podcasts i listened to a bunch of podcasts and i'd been trying to keep up with it and read some books and finally even got talked about it to my mom and my sister enough that they had actually started before me so they had started with good <laughs> results and uh, so i mean i knew it worked and i was really convinced myself that it was healthy i mean i, I really just yeah for me it's just overall trying to be healthy i've all the way around, you know, I've gotten older and hopefully a, a little bit wiser. I'm <laughs> like a little more rambunctious in my youth, so I'm trying to make up for some lost time or something. What has been the hardest part for you to do keto? Uh, there really hadn't been anything that's been hard for me. Like I'd said, I'd kind of gotten to the point that I, I thought I, at least the ballpark where I wanted to be, but then I started lifting and kind of getting back into wanting to add muscle and size. And so then it was more about kind of just trying to add weight and muscle. And I never had to cut back on what I was eating. Like I haven't really tried to lose weight here until the last couple months where I'm like, all right, I've been trying to kind of add weight for a few months and now I want to try to lose again. I've had to kind of get my mind back into that mode because it's been actually a couple of years since I tried to lose. So I'm having to cut out all the little treats and junk food. Not when I say junk food, I mean like keto treats. Like I just, yeah sit down with cream cheese and stevia or berries <laughs> and this little cinnamon mug cake is ridiculous. I was eating that every day for like a, a couple weeks and I could eat a ton and I can maintain my weight. But if I want to actually lose, I kind of, I kind of get a little more strict with it. So do you count your macros when you're trying to lose? Uh, no, I don't. I, it's always just by feel for me. I, I've tried to do that. And I just, I can't. It's, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not very organized. It would just <laughs> drive me crazy. I've been doing it for years now. It's just basically cutting down on the snacking, you know, uh, stick to my meals. I've been doing carnivore the last two months. I'm really liking it. Uh, yeah, I just eat steak. I mean, that's 
easy. <laughs> and I mean, it's just something feels awesome about eating a ribeye for breakfast. I mean, it's, I'm so far so good with that. And I, I, I work out a lot and I've had a lot of joint issues and but just over the years and whatnot. And I feel like that's really helped with some of my inflammation and something like that as well. I, I don't know. I feel a lot better than I have been. I think it may be in my mind, but <laughs> for now, anyway. <clears throat> do Do you do any uh, fasting still, or like carb cycling, or anything like Not that? As much, and I know I need to. I think that's like a real good key for me right now. I would like to get back to doing. I would, was doing fasting mainly on the weekends because I I don't work out on the weekends and it's a lot easier. So I do a lot of twenty four hour fasts. I would before, but I've also cut out the bulletproof coffee except for the weekends. So that's like been my main sheet. I need to get away from that. So I'll, I'll make me a coffee in the morning on Saturday and Sundays, and I'll drink that until like five or six, and then I'll have like one meal. That's been my weekends. It's not the best. That's like definitely a spot where I need to tighten up a little bit. Hey, so what are your favorite resources? Like, do you look at any blogs, websites, uh, Instagram accounts? Where do you go for recipes and info? Um, um, most of the junk food stuff comes from my mom. Like, she's been a really bad influence. <laughs> <No. laughs> she, she is. Though. She's always sending me, like, the treats and stuff. But I've also read, like, the uh, Gary Taubes, what is it, Good Calories, Bad Calories. I have it on audiobook. I've been through it, like, once and a half. I'm trying to get through it a second time. There's just so much in there. <laughs> Also, uh, Vinny Tortorich, I got his book. He's kind of goofy, but I like him a lot. He's uh, he, he also had cancer, and he's been a big proponent since then. He's, he thinks it's really helped him. He was also like, a, like an extreme bike racing guy, and so he thought he was all healthy and whatnot. I mean, but he was, they would pump in like so many carbs and stuff, so he talks about how he thinks he kind of like trying to be healthy, kind of thinks he really hurt himself, and he's been keto now for like and cancer-free for like 12 years or something, I think. I like him a lot too. Is it hard to, are you the only keto person in your household? Or? Yes. Yes, I am. Um, <clears throat> you know, I think that was actually a, something that helped me a whole lot with my diet. I was on the road all the time before this. So for like a year and a half, two years when I lost the majority of my weight, I was gone from home for like all week and I had <laughs> like $50 per diem. And so like, I really kind of taught myself how to cook. I mean, I kind of knew how to grill a little bit here and there, but I, got a hotel with a little kitchenette and yeah I was always just trying to like read up and learn and just really just meat and vegetables and I I was trying to I knew carbs I was cutting way back I'd kind of it's like okay I just have like one or two tortillas or something I'm it's kind of making my way towards keto I guess I don't know I was trying to fight it but uh yeah I really think that helped me it's 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 hard when all that stuff's in the kitchen and the pantry it's it really is I don't know if I could have done it without getting to the point that I felt so good and I, you know, you start seeing the results and then it's kind of an addiction. I mean, and that in itself, it's like, okay, yeah, I can get over this, but yeah, I, I think that was a big, big help of me getting going <laughs> for sure. So yeah. if you were talking to somebody who was just starting on the low carb, high fat diet, what would you tell them? What a piece of advice would you give them? Um, just don't really rush anything or, um, and don't, for me, especially like getting started, don't worry about counting the macros and all that stuff. I know it, uh, it definitely will help with, uh, for a lot of people, but for me it doesn't, I, especially getting your body like adapted and into it. I see a lot of people, even there's a couple people at work I've tried to help, and they uh, they want to jump in like, okay, I'm going to start with a fast, and I'm just going to do this and that. I'm like, hey, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure, I think, because, I mean, your body's not really adapted. I mean, if you really want to and you have the like, – 
you're going to dive in for like three, four or five days or something, you're going to get into ketosis and then you're going to be kind of getting the benefits. Well, Zach, thank you so much for um, talking to us. Where can we Mm -hmm. find you on social media? Um, Instagram. I'm on there a lot. I post lots of food and workout and stuff like that. Uh, Keto underscore rich. Keto rich. Excellent. That's probably the best way. I'm, I'm there a lot. Great. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, and we really appreciate all the information you gave us today about yourself. Thanks, Zach. Bye. Bye. Now for our keto takeaway. So we're going to try to do um, some strength training twice a week for at least 15 minutes over the next two weeks and see how that goes. I know. It sounds so wussy, but really, I don't like lifting weights. I don't like anything that has to do with it. So it's a lot. For yeah. Me. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm always more into the cardio than the weight, but I know they're both very important. So I think this will be a good goal and very doable. I mean, it's only 15 minutes twice a week, something right. to add into our routine. Right. So anybody want to join us doing some strength training, let us know. We would love to hear from you. And I'd love to hear what you do for strength training. If you do some sort of video program or something you found on the internet, or if you just make it up as you go, that's what I do. Yeah, that's what I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, let us know if you uh, do this uh, challenge that we're doing and uh, we can talk about it. Welcome to Keto Corner, where we respond to your emails and messages. This week, we have an email from listener Brad, and his question was, what piece of advice would you give somebody to avoid the keto flu? So uh, when I first started the keto diet, I don't think I was very well prepared knowing what I know now. And for about two or three weeks, I got super lightheaded and felt terrible. Um, I felt I was going to faint all the time. I will stop the keto diet many times because of this. And eventually it got better but occasionally it would still happen months into the keto diet. So I stopped it for about a month and I started again. And this time I was smarter. And so my piece of advice would be this, um, lots of salt in the diet, because usually if you do get uh, lightheaded headaches, it's because of low salt and I was not eating enough salt. So this time I haven't had that problem once when before it was a daily thing. So lots of water, lots of salt would be my biggest advice to somebody starting the keto diet drink salty things like chicken broth bone broth something like that can always help I don't know what about you Erica what about the keto flu yeah so I for sure suffered a lot at the beginning um (laughs) so water salt um I also think that just making sure as you're getting used to cooking with more fat I think that's hard and so sometimes at the beginning I would just have to like have a tablespoon of coconut oil because I knew that I hadn't done a really great job with eating fat during the day. So adding that, and then sleep. I mean, sleep is really where the magic happens and sleep is hard, but sometimes it's hard for me at least, (laughs) but making sure that I was really making the environment good for sleep. And hopefully we'll talk more about sleep, but I think sleep really helped me get through that beginning keto flu. Excellent. Yeah. So we have had so much fun talking today. I hope you guys have enjoyed what we have been talking about and hope that you guys are learning and having fun. 
If you are, please don't forget to rate, um, review, and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And we are having tons of fun with the emails we're getting. So email us any questions or comments um, at familydocketotalk at gmail.com. We're also working on a website, getting some articles and links and recipes up at familydocketotalk.com. We are excited to keep doing this and we'll see you next time on Family Doc Keto Talk. Bye. Bye. Medical Disclaimer. This podcast is not designed to provide medical advice. Dr. Noonan and Dr. Hurlbert are not a substitute for medical advice. We will be sharing opinions and personal stories about ourselves and others. We will also be discussing research and evidence about the keto diet. Our guests will also be sharing their opinions while on the podcast. None of these things should take the place of consulting with your own licensed healthcare provider. All content of this podcast is for general informational purposes only. Nothing discussed on this podcast is meant to create a physician-patient relationship. Never delay getting medical help or disregard medical advice because of something you have heard on the podcast. Never rely on this podcast for your medical advice in place of seeking medical care. Dr. Noonan and Dr. Hurlbert are not responsible or liable for any treatment, diagnosis, advice, or any other information, products, or services that you may obtain through this podcast.